Hello, and welcome to Covert Castaway. I'm Holly. Je suis Stéphane. Join us as we share what we learn and how we're making the transition to liveaboard cruising. So picking up from where we were last time, we wanted to share with everybody um, a little bit more about our route. Um, in this episode, we'll talk more about rounding the Peloponnese and coming into the Cyclades. Um, in the last episode, I also went over, you know, if you want to follow us on and see pictures and actual destinations and where we were, you can go on our blog, sailingallen.com. And on the homepage, there's a section called Our Route, and um, it links you to a application called Polar Steps where you can go in there and, and look at actual destinations and, and follow along if, if you'd like. Um, yeah, so after your sister left us in Zakynthos, we parted ways with our buddy boat, which was sad. Mm-hmm. It was very sad. We had spent, I don't know. Seven weeks. Seven weeks with those guys. and Basically like being side by side yeah. at every anchorage and, uh, and doing... <laughs> the same activities. Adventuring. And adventuring. Everything. You know, swimming, chatting, eating, you know, it was a lot of fun to have a buddy boat and, yeah. and, uh, especially with people that get along so well. So, um, yeah, so that was kind of sad to say goodbye. There was what helped was there was a great weather window for mm-hmm. us to be basically starting a route around the Peloponnese. So that made it kind of a natural thing. The forecast was confirming, and then mm-hmm. we're like, okay, we're going to leave early in the morning. So we had a nice last dinner, and we promised each other to see, <laughs> yeah. find each other in the world somewhere. Yeah. Maybe back home in Tahoe, maybe uh, somewhere in the Caribbeans. Who knows? Maybe yeah. somewhere else. Maybe in uh, Turkey, they'll yeah. come visit. But what's really cool about buddy boating, and we did an episode on this with them, you know, is these are friends we're going to have for life. I mean, Vu and Bella are just amazing at people. And, you know, we're going to, I mean, I think we still text them daily. Um, so it's pretty, it, it's pretty cool. So we, we had a sad goodbye, but then we kind of started our course around the Peloponnese. Um, I had some strong desires to see uh, where the first Olympic Games were because the Olympics are also going on at the same time. And wanted to visit um, Olympia, where they have not not Mount Olympia, but it's the it's like the Olympic Center, this ancient Olympic Center where they had the Olympics in the Peloponnese. But the wind um, wasn't going to cooperate and let us do that. We had to kind of take the window and and well, we, move we, along. We could have done it, but the we kind of divided, and we had no specific. Uh, what we knew is. If there was a good weather window, we're going to take yeah. it because the trip was basically three days of 70 nautical miles. And so, just just to back up, it's because the Corinth Canal is closed. Yes. Which usually is you kind of cut through down you, by Athens. And you get, yeah. yeah. So in this case, we have to round the Peloponnese and, and we could have taken our time. But there were kind of three. We divided the trip. I mean, day by day, we looked at it and made decisions. And right. The first one was kind of easy. There was, um, we, we basically sailed the whole day, mm-hmm. except the last maybe hour or two. Yeah, it was really nice. So we had the, the Jenniker. Uh, we were moving quite well. Uh, we left at sunrise. 
um, and sailed most of the day. So we were like, okay, that's Keep like going. The, yeah. one of the longest passage after we we went from Dubrovnik to uh, Corfu. Um, so we took advantage of that. And so we could have found some places to stop along the way, but we were like, okay, we, we have five weeks left. Uh, we need to kind of prioritize. So there is a good weather window. Let's follow the wind to move along. Right. And then we spent the night at the first finger of the Peloponnese. There's basically three fingers. If what you was the name of that again? Um, let's see. Finicunda. Finicunda Peloponnese. Yeah, so we we had found an anchorage that was kind of an easy, sandy beach. Uh, we dropped anchor just before sunset. Uh, so that was a long day, but a really nice sailing mm-hmm. day. And, and then we had to decide, do we hang around or do we keep going? And then we knew, um, at least in the forecast, and this might not be always the same, but between the first finger, so on the west side, to the third finger on the east side, there's typically, like, you can go further south and find some wind, but there is, like, not much wind. So we knew there would be kind of a motoring in that area. Mm-hmm. And then we were looking at the forecast, and there was possibly decent wind uh, the third day to sail to Milos mm-hmm. from that last finger. So we were like, let's just motor, because uh, that would be another 70 miles. And then if we can sail from the last finger of the Peloponnese to Milos, um, then that would be another kind of nice sailing day, which happened to be lighter than forecasted. And with the waves, they were not huge, but enough coming on, on kind of a, in front of us at an angle. Um, it's just hard to get the boat kind of cruising along. And, and then um, so yeah. we ended up sailing and motoring and then um, then arrive in Milo. So we kind of like, I think you described it. <laughs> Swipe left. Swipe left. To Peloponnese, which I felt really bad about because I really wanted to visit it. But it was just one of those things where it's like, okay, the wind's in our direction and we have to like prioritize. Yeah. Because at this point, we have five weeks. At this point in our, in our trip, yeah. we have five weeks left in Greece. And so, and we haven't even gotten to the Cyclades yet. So it's kind of like. <laughs> yeah. So we were like, okay, that's the, the next part of the trip. We're going to um, to go around quickly the Peloponnese and we'll focus yeah. the last five weeks um, in the Aegean Sea and the Cyclades. So, yeah. so and, and already now we've been, well, we'll talk about it, but it's been more than a week already. <laughs> so yeah. uh, we need to uh, keep moving, but so far we're taking our time. We know now the distance to um, where we will uh, check out of Greece, checking in Turkey is not that far. But right. what we have to take into consideration is you could get the Meltemi for a few days, let's say for a week, and you kind of might you could be stuck. get stuck, yeah. So so we so far we've been lucky with that, and we're going to move along slowly. But mm-hmm. um, and we're looking at that, and we're also looking at the COVID information from Greece and from Turkey thinking that we need to get closer to the border in case we have to hurry in for yeah, some reason just to get into, into Turkey. Turkey so so we landed in Milus uh Stefan said about a week ago and um what a beautiful island honestly like I thought we would stop here and maybe spend a couple days but for the first impression I was just blown away 
Yeah, that was the most logical stop coming from the Peloponnese. Oh, yeah, that was sure. the, the, the island that one. was closest yeah. one. And so, I don't know, we didn't do much we didn't research. We were like, let's get into the Cyclades. <laughs> yeah. and, and then we, we got there. Uh, you're anchored in, a, in the crater of the volcano. Uh, so that's cool. It, right in the middle, yeah. Uh, it's definitely the, the town itself. Um, what's the name of it? I'm trying to zoom in. Um, Adam, uh, Adamantas? Adamantas, yeah. And that's where all the ferries go in and out. And everything. Yeah, so you definitely have a lot of like ferries coming in and out that create quite a bit of swell. Um, so we were at anchor and it was not too bad for us. But people were at the quay, uh, especially the monoholes. They swing back and forth, and yeah, the and some of the masts were, hit yeah, each other. hitting each other in it's the It's not quay. a comfortable place to be at. I was happy that we were at anchor, and we we tried to stay away from those quays and mm-hmm. <laughs> the marinas as much as possible. But so that was that was uh, definitely kind of the center of this island where everybody gets to and on a saturday i mean you see the ferries coming and slammed. the cars coming yeah. out and people are coming here starting a week of vacation there uh so that was that was a little weird for us having been in kind of smaller places mostly uh but we rented we decided to well so first the town the town was was nice, but it was a little bit busy. It's touristy yeah. and and busy with with people coming in and out. It yeah. was a lot because the ferries would come, drop people off. People are walking around with their suitcases and roller bags, trying to figure out what they're where they're needing to go, getting a rental car, like doing a little bit of that. Yeah, um, yeah. But we wanted to you know explore the island mm-hmm. and um, you know given the wind situation. We decided to stay anchored in the middle, so we, as you were, I think, going to say, we rented a moped mm-hmm. and toured the island. That was awesome. It was hot. I mean, it was super hot that yeah. day, I remember. Most, mostly oh the northern gosh. part of yeah. the island, and I think that's that's what was important for us to see, mm-hmm. um, because we knew we were going to round the island and go on the southern side, and you have many, many beaches, mm-hmm. and they're all different and all beautiful. And I think what we figured out what people do is they rent, they either rent a car for the week or they get a little quad or a little jeep because they're part of the island that have coverage and um, uh, cell coverage and, and parts are not. And also if you have a jeep or if you have a little quad, uh, you're allowed to go in some areas. You can offer otherwise, yeah. yeah. So I think what people do is they go to those different beaches and we knew we were going to go on the southern side and be able to anchor. So we focus on the northern part. And and just north of the uh, of the, the, the main town, there is quite a bit to see. Yeah. Uh, major high point, and if you Google this, uh, you will see pictures that will blow your mind, is Sarah Kaniko Beach. It was like being on a different planet. I mean, yeah. it was um, white rocks everywhere, uh, everything white. Like it used to be some big lava flow, I guess, which when I think of lava, I think of red rocks, not white rocks. So that was kind of just strange to think about. But just, just these amazing cliffs. We jumped off the cliffs. Um, tons of people were jumping off the cliffs and, and um, caves to swim through and little grottos. Yeah, it was like 
it's not like the pictures I have of the moon, but it makes me feel like we were walking, walking on the moon. On yeah. the moon. <laughs> and then you have water right there. Yeah. And and so it was it was definitely like mind blowing. It was a blow your mind yeah. kind of experience. Yeah. And and also uh, I think there is a little bit of a the I mean that was that's the first cyclad cycladis like and these white houses, white houses with, with blue, blue trains. Yeah. Yeah. I must say, like, you know about it many years ago. I've seen it, but it's like, wow. Okay, like every, we're in Greece now. Yeah, yeah. we're in Greece. We, the Ionian was a little bit more European, I feel like. And Greece is like, or Milus started to feel like the pictures you see of Greece. What you imagine. What you imagine it to be. Yeah. And it was, I mean, anyway, do not miss that beach. Um, Saracanico Beach on the on the north side. Um, and then we, we rode to Plaka, which is where we had, we had lunch. That was a sweet little town with little, um, local shops. So it wasn't, it didn't feel as touristy. It felt more like a local little town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was. There were not that too many people, good, good restaurants, really nice shops. Mm-hmm. And every street you take is just like, you stop and want to take a picture. Yeah. And so it was like, yeah. really, really nice. And then we went up to uh, Polonia, which we're not very far from at the at the moment because we came all the way back around the island. But um, we had lunch there. That was that was pretty cute. And then we came back. Well, well, you you're missing the, oh. the historical part. Oh, what is the historical part? <laughs> well, we we started the day with the catacombs. Oh yeah 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 I and, forgot. And so we were lucky. It was just four people. Two and two, uh, the two of us plus two other people. I mean, it was nothing. It was just short visit. It was maybe fifteen twenty minutes mm-hmm. the guiding thing. But um, yeah, it was kind of a cool feel about you know. It was the catacombs that are ancient, which is where the Christians buried their dead. Um, there was quite a lot of people buried in there. Yeah, 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 <laughs> um, and they. In the theater, we saw the theater right next to it. We were the only people there, too, the yeah. theater. And that was really, really cool. Oh, that um, was, yeah. They excavated and, and restored only like one-tenth of the theater. Yeah. And I forgot how many people it was holding, maybe like 8,000, if I recall correctly. I can be yeah. <laughs> corrected on that. It was basically built on on the cliff and the natural cliff kind of at an angle and like in in the arena type thing mm-hmm. and and so only a like a one-tenth was was restored um but you have pictures of what it looked like mm-hmm. um or it could have looked like at the time and that's just simply amazing mm-hmm. uh, and the background was incredible you, you know what it reminded me of is the greek theater in berkeley yeah, in a lot of ways, which is ironic, but it overlooks the ocean, and I mean the 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 landscape's incredible. Yeah, um, that was just amazing for sure. And they had these old ruins that it's like, oh, here's a pile of old ruins that are actually hand carved stones, you know, from people, and so that was really cool. Um, and then we went down mm-hmm. the hill to this little fisherman village. With all these different houses, yeah, multicolored houses. Um, it seems like now they rent some of those as maybe Airbnb. 
it's it's interesting because it feels like so there is a kind of a garage type thing <laughs> uh, that is really at the level of the water. Um, the water, even where we're walking, was coming in, and you can see that at times, I mean, when there is strong waves or you know, the the water is probably going into those garage type things um, because people put boards at the base of the of the garage door up to three boards vertical uh, to try to block the water from coming in. This garage type thing seems to be like the main place where people hang out and eat and wash the dishes. Yeah. And so as you walk by, you will literally could see inside. And But there was also room on top. Right. Um, so and that, that was really cute. Time. Yeah, it was really cute. And if you want to see pictures of that, um, we have them obviously on, the, on our Polar Steps um, travelogue on our on our web website, but it's called Klima Beach. If you want to look at the Google Maps photos, K L I M A uh, Beach, and it it was a cute little fisherman's town, and um, very, you know, great pictures for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so that was kind of um, our road trip there for uh, the whole day. For the whole day, yeah, that was and a lot. So of fun. yeah, that was really, really, really amazing. Yeah. That was an amazing day. I mean, I that that Milos really blew my mind. So after that, we um, started to we were like, okay, let's get out of this main bay and find you know maybe some other little smaller anchorages. We stopped at um, a nice spot with clear water called Provatus Beach, um, which was really cool. I think we spent. We spent one night there, and then we went to um, another beach called Kalamos Beach, which was just what you would think of when you think of the white cliffs. Um, there were a few more day boats than we would have liked, and so we, we came around the corner where we ended up staying for two nights, which is the beach we just left, uh, which was called Thor... Thorio Chia Beach, um, which is next to, um, oh no, that was another night. That was the um, abandoned sulfur mines. That was really cool. We didn't stay there. We just stopped by there quickly. Yeah, we we kind of did a day stop. Mm -hmm. So we, we anchored. It was a little quite narrow, uh, some rocks. It was a technical anchor. Technical anchor. <laughs> we we felt like we needed, uh, we were the only boat, and that was good. Um, so we, yeah, we just dropped our anchor. We were pretty close to the beach. It was pretty deep, uh, so it was okay. We really swam to the beach um, and then just walked around for probably an hour and took pictures of this old mine. It's and huge. It was I mean, huge. it's not like the small little sulfur mine. It's like cute, really big and tons of places to take pictures. It's abandoned. It's old. It's like really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's something and there's caves. to see. Yeah. yeah. And and I was watching a documentary on YouTube. So there seems to have been a lot of like mining on this island. And mm -hmm. so the older people were describing their life mining. I mean, the social part of it. But they were gone from Monday to Saturday in those mines, and sometimes they like water needed to be brought there, and sometimes I mean they were working in hot conditions, and mm -hmm. it it was definitely like hard work. Uh, 
but so you kind of picture mm-hmm. this mind being running at full speed in the old days mm-hmm. and and that was i mean really remote from mm-hmm. from major villages and so yeah, and narrow people, i mean only one boat could fit maybe two um but i wouldn't feel comfortable comfortable there anchoring overnight so that's the east side of milos island called again thorio uh, south side chia beach south side sorry mm-hmm. south side um so that was that was amazing for sure and then we went to the and there's pictures uh, like i said on on polar steps and then we went to Castanis Beach. That's the beach we were at for two nights where we just came from, uh, Castanis. Again, big, huge, epic cliffs, um, crystal clear water. We were in about three meters of water, um, a beach. We think it might have been a nude beach um, or a partial nude beach. (laughs) Well, they were two it's one big beach well not big it's small beach but there is like a kind of a rock that divides that small beach into two and the first day families are on the right side and nude people are on the left side yeah yeah but the second day was a little different yeah uh, so who knows depends but i mean what was amazing was just the the backdrop i think and it was remote and there was no day boats and that's what yeah. we liked about it the most. So we spent a couple of days there. And when we say day boats, it's basically like a destination. And, and where tourists come. In the Ionian Sea, I mean, you will see like those day boats were like huge boats with hundreds of people that come for an hour. Everybody jumps in the water. Everybody pees in the water, probably. <laughs> and they swim for an hour. And then they, they honk and they, they get back on the boat and they go to the next kind of destination, beach destination. In this case, there was only one that was kind of good size. Um, but the others were just kind of small motorboats. So it was not that bad. But the whole day, you kind of get that vibe. And, and so we're like, well, let's try to find a nice area to anchor that people don't go to mm-hmm. and that is protected and so yeah we stayed two two uh, two nights over there it was it was quite nice yeah it's we were, beautiful when yeah. you're the only boat it's yeah. always going to be a little yeah so we're figuring more. out that that's what we prefer these little tuck-in spots we've had to um, name our own beaches on Navali, drop drop the first pin and name the beach um, because some of these places no one has given a review on so that's kind of cool. Um, and so, but unfortunately we had to leave because the wind was getting swirly in there and changing directions. So we needed to find protection from the north, which brings us to where we are now, which is on a island just well, northeast. First we had to do a little provisioning stuff. Oh yeah, we had to do that. <laughs> like to replenish some fruits and veggies mm-hmm. um, because you don't know what other islands Anchorage yeah. you're going to go to like for the next week. There might not be much. Yeah. So, so we, we stopped. We stopped. So before we went to um, Poliagos Island, Poliago Island, we stopped at the north northern northeastern tip of Milus called Poliana. Poliana is that how you say it? And um, yeah, so this was really interesting because the wind was blowing quite hard. We had gusts of 25, 27 knots. Um, and there was n- there's no real good anchorage. There's this little spot just south of town. And then, so the idea was we were going to anchor 
and then Stefan was going to stay on the boat, and then I'm going to take the dinghy in and go provision and um, get all the fruits and vegetables and come back to the boat. So that was my first time on the dinghy in these, I don't know, I felt like it was pretty epic um, swells in the dinghy. Maybe it wasn't that much. It looked like when you left, more like you were in a Bronco. <laughs> Bucking Bronco, yeah. yeah. And I don't have a lot of practice yet driving the dinghy. Um, and so I'm still getting used to, and my arms are kind of shorter than yours are. So I'm I'm kind of at the back of the dinghy and the dinghy's like pointing towards the sky. Yeah. And going against the wind and against the swell. And yeah, so that was fine. I think getting in was fine. I was really proud of myself being able to get in and find a spot by myself. I think getting out was probably pretty entertaining to, you know, the handful of people that were staring at me from the quay um, leaving because I couldn't figure out how to turn the boat around without hitting other dinghies around me. So mm-hmm. I decided to to reverse out because that I felt like I could control a little bit better. So it took me a little bit of time, but oh well, I'm I'm learning. And the reason being like it's a flat bottom dinghy. So if you can, we have an extension for the tiller. Uh, but it doesn't fit quite well. The handles, we don't use it. And usually we're two people, so Holly sits up front. And we need to do more where Holly drives the boat and I sit up yeah. front. But so the front of the boat kind of like you can steer better because it has a kind of an angle. But when you're, if you're by yourself in this case and you're sitting at the back of the boat, it's just a flat bottom. And then the, the so boat. it's so funny so because it's, to steer is a little more challenging. So it's tilting up at the top and, and a wave would come and I was trying to avoid this big thing of rocks. And so I'd try to get a little bit of speed, you know, to turn the throttle. But then because, as I'm turning it, I pull it towards me. The boat flips around sideways, and then I lose, like I slide backwards because my butt slides back on the dinghy, mm. and I almost flew off the boat a couple times. I was mm. like, oh my gosh. So I, st- I put the, the throttle key on my wrist, you know, like they say, so I don't get run over by the, by the dinghy if I fall off. But anyway, so that was a little adventure we had this morning. Um, and then, yeah, so now we're in uh, Paleag. Paliago Island, which is, it's like a green beach um, on that island. I, I just named it Green Beach because it's green. Um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. There's a few day boats here. Uh, maybe you heard yeah, earlier yeah. someone was pulling up their anchor to leave. But we are trying to get protection from the northern wind tonight as we kind of make our way over. So that should catch everybody up on on where we are and what we're doing um, in terms of what our plans are going forward and where we're headed, uh, I guess we'll know tomorrow because I, I think we don't know whether we're going towards Siphonos or towards um, Fulaganderos. Um, again, my Greek is terrible. So all these little islands have, um, have names and they're spelled out in Greek and Google. So sometimes I have to figure out how to say them. Um, yeah, so do you have any thoughts so far on, on our, our trip in the Cyclades? Um, it, it's, I, I just feel, I don't know, it's maybe because we're here right now. Um, and then you just appreciate where you are. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's definitely so far kind of, and we've been lucky with the wind. Mm-hmm. We talked about it so far, no Meltemi, but uh, although there might be one coming in a week from now. So that gives us some time to figure out where we're going to, um, to protect ourselves from that. But there is definitely a lot of charm, and yeah. we've been happy to spend like a week on Milos, and um, so we'll see where we go next. Um, 
and we just know we have to go a little bit to the west, a little bit go to yeah. the north, and a general direction will be northeast. Um, but we'll kind of look at yeah the weather. We'll look at also. I think we've been lucky with Milos. That's really at the corner of the Cycladis. Um, so there may be not that many charter boats coming all the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so we might get more maybe a traffic yeah. in uh, in some of more more of the central islands. So that's something we'll have to see if we want to skirt that or uh, yeah. we'll see. But yeah. Um, yeah, for now, it's definitely, I would say, like super cute. Yeah, super cute. Very and, charming. Yeah. And, and I think we'll do a podcast um, coming up kind of on what we've learned about in in Greece with the winds and how to sail, when to motor, what we're learning about, you know, our own sail setup and, and what we're getting out of, of the sailing configuration. Um, but yeah, we definitely need to go with the wind. I mean, you know, it's like, okay, are we going to Paros today, Eos or, um, Santorini? And we won't really know until we wake up that morning and figure out which way the wind's going. Well, we'll have some idea, Yeah. but then we'll check the, in the morning, the latest weather forecast and, and, you know, by default, I mean, we know we can also spend a few days here. It's beautiful and, you know, you don't have to chase beautiful places. There are many. And so just being happy where you are and yeah. enjoy the moment is, yeah. is a good <laughs> good answer also. Yeah, it's been amazing, mind-blowing, um, more than I ever imagined. And definitely, you know, I pinch myself every morning that we get to do this. Yes. So, yeah. Definitely very grateful. Yeah. Cool. So that's it for for this podcast. Uh, make sure you uh, follow us on pol- on Polar Steps. Again, you can get that on our website on sailingalmond.com. If you have any additional you know questions or you have topics you want to discuss, uh, drop us an email at sailingalmond at gmail.com. Fair winds for now. Bon bon. Thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, like, or share with another covert castaway. Fair winds for now. Hey!